everybody thank you for downloading this mini movie review this review is on 2018's Hellfest this movie is an American slasher film directed by Gregory Plotkin it was written by Seth M Sherwood Blair Butler and Akila Cooper and it's based from a story by William Pinnock Christopher Say and Steven Susco I'm getting a lot of this information from Wikipedia honestly I saw the trailer and I wasn't super impressed. I was like, oh no, they're gonna make some real dumb choices, which is, I mean like the people in the, in the movie. It's basically a carnival and there's a serial killer taking people out. Uh, apparently it's a traveling Halloween carnival, which sounds kind of cool. I, you know, I, I don't know if there's a lot of those really. Um, I could be wrong, but to have like a Halloween themed carnival is kind of fun. It's got Tony Todd in it, which is fun. You'll know him from, he was Candyman. Um, it also stars Amy Forsyth. Rain Edwards, Bex taylor Kloss. Uh, like I said, it's just a bunch of teenagers who are stalked by a serial killer. I don't know. I just know they're going to make dumb decisions, but maybe the kills will be fun. You know, maybe they'll be inventive is what I'm looking for, because if it's like a carnival, there's so many things you can work with with that. You can do like Dunk Tank and Fun House, probably even do something with um, the Ferris wheel, Cotton Candy Maker, you know, something like that. So again, 2018's Hellfest. It was released September 28th of 2018 by Lionsgate and CBS Films. It has received kind of mixed to negative reviews. The budget for this movie was $5.5 million and it made $18.2 million in the box office. I know a lot of people were really excited to see it at the time. So I think and it was also not too far from Halloween. So a lot of people, you know, want a good scary movie in October. This movie runs 89 minutes, which is nice. It's a nice, cool 90 minutes about where you'll get in and get out. A lot of crazy stuff hopefully will go down. So I'm going to go take a look at 2018's Hellfest, and I'll be back and let you know what I think. And I'm back. So I watched 2018's Hellfest. Let's talk about it. Basically, I mean, the plot said, let's see. On Wikipedia, it said that it was a traveling Halloween carnival. I find that really hard to believe because this carnival was magnificent. Like it was like in the size sense, like it was the one thing that blew my mind about it. I liked the movie better than I thought I would, which is always a nice thing. But the thing I really liked about it is this, I mean, I don't think it would work in real life because this carnival was huge. Hellfest was huge. It had all these different sections and areas that seemed to drag on forever and all these dark air corridors. And I'm like, okay, people, people, they're just asking for someone to die in this thing. There was also like, a, to get to a place, like there's a place called, I think it was like the Deadlands or something where people could touch you to scare you. But you had to take a ride just to get to that. And then that was a whole other thing in itself. And it's like, it's, it was just real and real crazy. I was like, there's no way. Apparently you have to have tickets and everything sells out. And it's just like, it's huge. But that's the one thing I really liked about the movie was this, this Hellfest was actually pretty cool. They had some really good props. And I mean, the basic scares in the haunted house were just people jumping out mostly. But 
it was shot really well. Like it had a really nice like greenish hue to everything. And I don't know, the place was cool. The, the creatures of the people who were working at the haunted house jumping out were really neat. They had like a cool like uh, golem looking thing. And then they had like this floating eyeball thing and some really cool effects and stuff. So that was, that I really liked. I think Hellfest itself as a carnival was neat. I, I think that itself, I mean, you can definitely tell that the budget was $5.5 million. But I find it really hard to believe that this is a traveling Halloween theme park because it's so big. I'm like, there's no way. So basically the movie starts out, you know, they have someone who gets killed. She's a girl from Cincinnati. She gets killed by a mask that they or a mask figure that they're they basically call the other. They don't call him really that in the movie, but I, I think that's what he's cast as is the other. And he's been, he basically follows these girls around at the carnival and kills them and things like that. So she gets stabbed and she gets blended in with the other prop bodies in the scene. So it's like, it's easy to hide her or everything like that. So then you got Natalie. Um, she'll be the final girl along with her friend, which I really thought was fun. Her and her friend, her best friend, Brooke, so Natalie's played by Amy Forsyth and Brooke is played by Rain Edwards. I really liked their friendship. I thought it was really cute. They had all these plans to like go to Spain and they like had been friends for a long time and which I thought was good because I was like cool because they, they almost did the, there's a couple little like tropes or cliches of horror movies in here that there, there was one they almost did where the African-American in the group the black person gets killed. Brooke is black and she was heading, she was the first one heading off to go look at something in the movie. And I was like, oh, are they going to do that? And then they didn't and then she makes it. So I was like, okay, cool. That was kind of fun. And I liked her. Like I, she was, a, she did, her and Allie were very good in it. So Natalie shows up to meet her friend. They're going to go to this Hellfest. Um, a former classmate of hers, Taylor, who was played by Bex Taylor Klaus. I liked her. She, I don't know, she was supposed to be like this like kind of punky comic relief thing in it. Her with her boyfriend was cute because they were kind of like weird together, but she was a little much. I was like, you need to you dial it back a little, but they were all fun. If anything, this movie gave more of the attention to the women in the group. It's basically six kids. It's like the three girls and then their respective boyfriends or guys that they want to be with. The guy that was with Brooke's character really didn't have a whole lot to do. His name was Quinn. He didn't really have a whole lot to do. Taylor's boyfriend, Asher, he had a little bit more, and then Gavin had the most, and Gavin is the one who kind of got them the tickets, uh, the VIP passes to go into this. So, so yeah, so six of them, three girls, three guys, and they show up at this Hellfest, and they get, they can skip all the lines, because they have the VIP, and there's this guy walking around, he's got like a, um, like a black robe hoodie thing, and then just like a kind of skin-like mask that's kind of like a goldish gray color, or goldish brown and they go through the haunted houses and they're running through them. And I tell you what, for one, they don't have the best haunted house etiquette because right away they walk in and they're just like touching everything and doing like piggyback rides through it. And these haunted houses are huge. There's a lot of room in these haunted houses enough that two people or four people can do like piggyback races through the halls. I'm like, nah, okay. Yeah, they definitely, they walk in right away and they're making jokes and touching everything and messing with props. And I'm like, oh, stop it. So they're just trying to have fun, you know, whatever, fine. It kind of reminded me a little bit of the movie Ghoulies 2, which is a really fun movie if you've never seen it. Um, it's at a fun house as well, a scary fun house. And a lot of the punks that come in there right away, they're like, we should have a party in here and just hang out and make out. I mean, they didn't pay a lot of money to get into this Hellfest, but a lot of people in movies have. But anyway, Ghoulies 2, check it out if you haven't. It's good times. So back to Hellfest. So they're going through like this maze and this house thing, one of the houses, and this other chick 
is being chased by the other. And so they go into this scene where it's like, they're like in a school. It's just like a bunch of desks and stuff. And so he comes in and she's hide, she's running. And they, the girls think, because the girls are there, it's Natalie, Brooke, and Taylor are all watching this. And they see the girl around. And she's like, oh my God, he's after me. He's after me. And they think it's part of the, the haunted house. So she hides. And so when the guy comes out to look for her, they're like, oh, she's over there. And he's like, cool, thanks. Like, he doesn't say it, but he goes over and grabs her. And then he's getting ready to stab her. And right there, like, Brooke and Taylor are like, I can't, I don't want to see this. We're going to go. But for some reason, Natalie's all into it. I mean, she's kind of freaked out, but she's like, just do it, you know, do it. And so he stabs her and it looks really real because it is. She's like, that's weird. So then after that, I guess because she was kind of a witness, now he's stalking her. So she starts seeing him everywhere. And her and Gavin kind of like each other. And so at one point they're in this photo booth and they start kissing and then the pictures come out and this other guy comes out and grabs him. And so I like this part because Brooke saw it and she's like, hey, and she's like yelling and tries to go after him. And that's when she goes to that part where she's by herself and I thought she was going to get taken out. And I was like, are we doing that? Okay. But then she didn't. So I was like, cool. But I thought that was cool that she was like, what? For her friend. She was like, he took your pictures and just like went after her. She didn't get the pictures back, but oh well. But they keep seeing them. And so they're kind of like, you know, what is going on? Like, we'll keep an eye out. He's probably just working here. He's just doing a really good job of picking one person and following them around. And they're like, okay, you know. So now they decide to go to the Deadlands. And that's the, the part of the park where it's more intense and they can touch you and things like that. So to get on that, you have to ride this ride into like hell on this like little cart tunnel of love kind of thing. That's when Gavin wants to win a prize for Natalie. And some of the prizes were cool. They were like stitched up dolls and like shrunken heads and things like that. It was cute. He goes to leave and he's like, oh, you know, I'm going to do whatever. But he wants to go back and try to win because he's really bad at these games. He can't convince the guy at the ring toss to let him buy the thing for 50 bucks. So instead, he decides to go steal it from one of the employee lockers. This little like stitched together doll thing that she wanted. And so he this is actually probably the best death in the movie because I was hoping they were going to use something with the carnival to do it. And they did. And this was actually pretty fun. I was like, okay, this isn't so bad. I was like, this is so far. It's, it's fun. So Gavin takes the stuffed animal or whatever out of the locker. And when he turns around, the other is there and he has one of the mallets for, um, you know, you hit the, you hit the mallet and it goes up and dings the ding and then like, bing, you know, whatever. Um, the, the strongman thing. He takes his mallet and he like, he hits him with the, with the small end of the mallet right into his throat. And it's real intense. Like he like breaks his throat. And so Gavin's like leaning back and crawling back and he ends up like, just happens to lay his head perfectly right onto where that ding strongman thing is. And so that's when the other takes the mallet and just smashes his face in. That was fun. I'm glad they did that. So, okay. So Gavin's dead. Nobody knows. They think he's, they know the, some of them know he's getting a gift for Natalie, but they're waiting for him to go into the maze so that they could get over to the Deadlands. And so the, the first two couples ride through and then Natalie's like by herself and the ride stops. And it's weird because now they found out that the other is actually a mask that's used there on the property by multiple guys. So now you don't know which one's which. There's at least like 15 guys or something with this mask and a black robe hoodie thing. And so this would have scared the crap out of me if I was like, the ride supposedly like breaks down, like in quotations, like it breaks down. And then this creepy voice is like, just wait until we come and fix the ride. And then that guy, one of the others or whatever, which is, I think it's just a guy that works there, comes out and she's terrified and she can't get out of the cart because for some reason it's locked real tight, which I find unlikely considering it's a ride that goes like three miles an hour that you would have it that tight that you couldn't squeeze out. But when she comes out of the ride, finally, that the, one of the others is sitting on her cart, just staring at her with the mask on as he rides out. And it's like part of the ride. 
to mess with her. And I was like, that's kind of terrifying. Like this guy's just staring at you, riding out on your cart and you're all by yourself on this. I'm like, okay. So that's when they realize there's multiple others and they're like, see, he's just working here. It's just part of the thing. And so they're like, okay, so they feel a little better. So now they enter the Deadlands and the Deadlands is kind of cool. There's like little adult, like children things with burlap sacks running around and to get the map you have to like, which I don't even know if they got it. You have to reach inside this dead guy that like ha- he moves. And and so they go there and the other now has Gavin's cell phone. So he's texting Natalie like, oh, hey, everything's fine. You know, whatever. So they're not worried about Gavin. So then now they're all running through this maze and the maze like separates them in one of the haunted houses. And Asher, who is Taylor's boyfriend, gets separated and the other finds him. And this this death was gross in the sense it was an eye thing. Like he had this like sharp, I guess it was just a knife. He had a knife and he held Asher down and it's like slowly going towards his eye and then he just like jams it into his brain. So that was, it was kind of cool, but it was like, it was like, oh, you know, it was like real squeamy. So Asher's dead now too. Oh wait, my bad. Nope. He stabs Asher in the eye with a syringe. I thought it seemed like a small needle. Okay. Yeah. So it's a syringe. Why? I don't, I don't know. It's weird to me too that in a lot of these haunted houses, some of the props are real. Some of the weapon props are real, which I guess would make it easier, but it's like he's able to grab a couple things that are real, but then when they go to grab something later, they're like, oh, it's fake. And I'm like, did he set them up there? I don't know. I'll get to the one in a second. That bugs me. So anyway, Natalie gets sprayed by this ooze thing from one of the creatures that's running around. It's kind of fun. So they go, her and Brooke go in the bathroom. They have a really cute moment where they're like, oh my gosh, we should go to Spain and have topless. Did you say topless? No, we should get topless. Like, like it'd be real fun. We're just crazy. It was cute. I was like, oh, they're fun. It takes Natalie forever to get clean in this bathroom and Brooke leaves. And then that's when the other comes after her. And of course he's got that whole thing, kind of like Halloween, where he can just like be there and then be gone and you can't hear him. I mean, he's just, he's obviously just a normal guy that's just like a serial killer, but okay. And so he attacks her and things like that. And they can't get the security guard to go look for him because it's like everyone has this mask. It's like, what, what do you want him to do? You know? So she's freaked out. Brooke, I also like there too, because as her like best friend, she believes her. She's like, okay, I got you. This guy is after you. We're going to do this. We need to figure this out. I'm not taking this anymore. So then they warn Quinn and Taylor about the danger. And then I think they were like planning on leaving or calling the cops. But by then Taylor, the like short haired girl, she volunteers to be beheaded, quote unquote, on a live show. So she's up there like cheesing it up. And that's when Tony Todd finally makes an appearance. It's literally one hour into the movie of of 89 minutes that he shows up and he's the one conducting the beheading or whatever, like doing the hosting of it. And so they go to behead her on this guillotine and Natalie sees the boots from the bathroom attack on the guy who's doing being the executioner. So she freaks out. She thinks it's real. When Taylor's beheaded, it's obviously a fake head, which it looked a lot like her, which I find weird that they could pull someone with such a unique hairstyle off of the stage and have a dead uh, fake head for her already ready. I don't understand how that happened because it looked a lot like her hair and she had unique hair. It was like purple and like cut all short. So that was weird. But anyway, it's fake. Natalie loses her mind. They were like, hey, it's not real. So then all the curtains shut and Taylor's back there and the executioner is actually the other. So he starts strapping her down and she's like, what? And then he goes to guillotine her and it's not exactly, it's it's not a real one. So it like kind of smacks the back of her neck and makes her bleed, but it doesn't really hurt her. It doesn't kill her. Somehow she gets out. It's just like, as he's not paying attention, she gets out of these straps and she takes off running. She's freaked out now. She's no more being this cocky girl that she was earlier. She's, she's freaked out and she's running around. And now that's when, now that everyone has kind of seen this, now I think the other just, he doesn't care anymore. So he grabs her and he starts stabbing her right in front of everybody. Yeah, he like slashes her in the cheek and then he stabs her in the stomach. And then that's when Quinn, who is her boyfriend, I think. 
No, he already died. Quinn is Brooke's boyfriend. He, he's like, hey, what are you doing? And then he gets stabbed. And that's when everyone all around in this Hellfest is like, what? And they take off running because it's like, this is too real. Something's wrong. Everyone's screaming. So now it's a mad dash. So it's kind of crazy. Everyone's running around. Brooke is freaked out. Her, her friend, her boyfriend just died. Natalie grabs her and they go into a nearby like haunted house thing. And so now the park is closing. They're like, we're closing the park. And this park's huge. So I don't know how long it takes you to get out of here. But security's running around. They grab someone they think is the other. It's not someone who works there. Natalie and Brooke go into this most, like the most craziest house. It's called Hell. It's supposed to lead to the exit. And they get trapped and he's after them. And this is where like, there's these bodies all hanging off the ceiling. Kind of reminds me of either Hellraiser or like Predator 2. And there's an axe in one and he pulls it off. I don't know if he's stuck it there, but it's real. So now he has a real working axe. And then they go later to grab a knife off of a prop table and they're like, oh, it's fake. So then they grab like these unlit torch things that look like Q-tips and that's what they're gonna like attack them with. So they're running around through all these cool like house things. And it's, it's, I mean, some of these, like I said, some of these haunted houses are pretty, pretty neat. They had all different stuff and like puzzles and things and it's fun. And so the other is cornering Brooke. Natalie runs up and stabs the other. And as she's getting ready to stab him, he kind of takes the axe and he just barely misses Brooke's leg. At first I was like, how did that leg not get taken off? But he just barely swipes it with the outside. So it cuts her in the leg. So she's kind of down a little bit. She's having a hard time running. So this part was kind of cool because they set up this thing where Brooke was kind of coaxing him to like come to this one spot. And then Natalie uses one of the hiding trap doors for the haunted house to hide. And then she like pulls it back and jumps out and stabs him. So he gets stabbed and it's pretty good. Like in the stomach, he's bleeding everywhere. And then they run for some reason instead of finishing the job. And they run and just have they're running to get to the exit because he's already like tried to seal the door off and stuff. The cops are there. I'm like, because right around that time, I was like, where are the police? And then all of a sudden they come, they're like showing up and I'm like, thank you. And they come in and of course he's gone. And so Natalie and Brooke have made it. They're the final girls. They're sitting out there, you know, like you got the blanket on you or whatever. And the cops are like, we can't find them. And they're like, are you freaking kidding me? We stabbed him really well and he was there. And so they're like, well, I guess we'll have to figure it out. This part was a little weird. They shoot to the ending. The guy who was the killer, you only ever see his back. He shows up and he lives in a house in just in a suburban neighborhood, right? And he's listening to the news about that four people were killed. He goes into his garage and he opens up a cabinet where he's got all these masks, um, I guess, from different theme parks that he uses. He's also got his trophies, which is something serial killers do, where they'll they'll take like a a hat or something from the the kill to kind of symbolize it. So he puts like his little trinkets and stuff in there that he has. And then he walks into the living room and there's a young girl sleeping on the couch and she wakes up and she's like, oh, daddy. And they never show his face. And she runs over and she's like, did you bring me anything? And he pulls out the stuffed animal that Asher won for Taylor and gives it to her and like kind of shakes it. And that's the end of the movie. And I thought that was kind of, it was okay. I, I still don't know how he got away with it and where he was not, how he was not bleeding because he was bleeding really bad. Like they, they got him good. So I don't know if that was, I don't know. I don't know why he was so invincible and how he just got in and got out. I don't know if he already worked there or he gets a job at the places before he does this. Cause really the way that this carnival is set up and the way that it's so dark and stuff, it, you really probably could kill someone there and if you really, you know, and get someone away with it in certain sense. You know, he kind of lost it and almost got caught there for a second, but it was just asking for something bad to happen. So if I had to rate it, I just, I, uh, I'm going to go with burlap sacks. So I'm going to rate it five and a half burlap sacks out of 10 for 2018's Hellfest. Check it out if you want. It's it's a fun little romp. Would I watch it again? Eh, probably not. But I mean, it had some good effects in it for the haunted houses itself. And it wasn't entirely horrible. So, I mean, it was fine. <laughs> so I'd give it a whirl. So yeah, five and a half 
Burlap Sacks out of 10 for 2018's Hellfest. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this mini movie review.